0: They've been piling rocks too. I've seen them move rocks bigger than a basketball and stuff in a culvert that size.
1: You respect the rodents, huh? Oh my
0: god, I tell you, beaver are amazing to me. The first IMAX I ever saw was beavers and I never underestimated them again after that.
1: Welcome to part two of our Katahdin Woods and Waters adventure with Susan Adams. Once we made it into the water, we thought it would be smooth sailing, or smooth canoeing, that is. The Saboas River, however, was running at only 138 cubic feet per second, meaning it was too shallow in many places to paddle. So we did a lot of what Susan calls river walking. Some of us spent more time in the river than others.
0: Yeah, so Sandy and Mark and I and two other friends from the West Branch uh, decided to do the Wusata Cook one day. It was up. We zoomed in there while we could still drive in. It wasn't part of the monument or anything then. We got the next morning. We said, okay, we'll get up early in the next morning and do it. We got on and it dropped like six inches. And we renamed the Wasata Cook Was That a Rock? I mean, <laughs> I jumped out so many times. I, don't, I had to keep, Sandy didn't want me jumping out. But a couple of times I had to to get us off rocks and stuff. But she was in the bow, so it didn't matter. She couldn't see me. See how clear this is? These are all Class A rivers up here. It's even more beautiful when it's another 50 CFS. So this is all silver maple floodplains, mostly on the left side here, but you'll really see it when we get down on the east branch. It's so beautiful and it's one of the largest silver maple floodplain areas in the state. So Really? Yep. It's really beautiful. Supposedly the largest silver maple is somewhere down near the state little chunk of land there near the Wasatacook, but we looked and looked for it and have never found it. So. They're so big, and some of them all grow together, kind of, and then they kind of fall in the water or break in the spring and the ice outs. Because they've always just kind of been left alone, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like something you can harvest very easily. I think it's beautiful wood, actually. I don't really know, but it's not easy to harvest for the most part.
1: Yeah, because you can't really float it. No. And, then and they're get, huge, Yeah.
0: some of them. These are smaller along
1: here. And they're mostly in riparian. By now you have like the equipment to get it out, but they're all in riparian areas, so.
0: Right. They can't be done. Exactly. It can't be done. I guess they could start log drives again for it or something. But I think it's really pretty wood. birch on the left there and it's a silver maple on the right
1: am i wrong yeah it looks like a birch
0: that was a really old birch right yeah. there wow Bowza. is that a white birch i don't know when they get that old hard to tell hard telling i would be more apt to say it was a like yellow but it doesn't look i don't know i have my dark glasses on too so i can't tell <laughs> I'm going to uh, say, I'm going to just guess. Bald eagle. Yeah, bald eagle. I'm like, grounding out here a little bit. I may have made the wrong decision. Is it any deeper over there? Not really. we are all right. We'll be good.
1: We might be. Uh, if anybody
0: needs to get out, it's me, because the bow's not hitting. Um,
1: we might have to get out up here. Yeah. Oh, you never know. Nice in the shade.
0: Oh, this is nice.
1: That's See? another birch right there. Look at that.
0: That's a birch, wow. the big one. It, look yeah. how old it oh is. Oh my God. We're not paying attention. Oh look, it's deeper right here. Wow, look at that. <laughs> this is gonna be the wonkiest one you've done yet. It makes it sound like we're doing something exciting. No, we're just like dragging. Your are butt dragging. Okay, I'm getting out. You don't have to Brian, I think you can stay in maybe. Hang uh, on. Get... But it's me that's hitting. No, it's, I'm gonna hit. Sides. it's nice and cool walking along. Be careful of your toes. They probably should have given you a pair of booties to wear. I said we were going to do a river walking. This is a walk in the woods and water. Big light thoughts, Lily. <laughs> I'm trying. Big light thoughts. I know, the canoe's leaving a lot more behind. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can still pull it. Oh, my God. I just want to sit down in the water.
1: Woo! It's slippery. <laughs> what do you think? I chose the wrong way, didn't
0: I? I don't know. Does it look... Yeah. I
1: keep it we can get back in and I like shoveled up. I know. Well, let's just walk this little
0: park because it really doesn't stay like this forever. I say that. I think it's the left side and I think I did the same thing the last time I paddled this and I chose the wrong way. Sorry. I wanted to see what kind of bowman you really were. Here we have a lot of irises. We're arrow Arrowroot but I don't see them. It's what happens when you bring a big canoe with three people in gear and very little CFS, 138 CFS on this section of the Siboys River. Luckily, it's a wicked hot day and it's, what else could you be doing? You could be sitting in a cubicle in air conditioning, but, or you could be sweating out there, working on your lawn or something. This is perfect. And we still have Brian, we haven't lost him yet. He's my probe. he's shorter than me, so. If we lose him, I know it's too deep, I should get back in the queue. Oh no, you sure? As soon as I get in, it starts hitting bottom. Oh, look, we're underway again.
1: Oh, Fantastic. Oh, we're
0: good. No, cool. I'm in. Thanks. But thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this may not be one of my best ideas ever. We'll see. Uh-oh. We run out of ground again? Uh-oh. We're going to have to Did you just get that? <laughs> yeah that's a great sound. That sound. You can use that over and over. And you can use yeah. it all the way through and in, in the intro. This is all selfish on my part. I just really needed to get out here. <laughs> so you gotta remember why you yeah, do things right, Brian yeah. And if you can't get out here and do this it's crazy. Somewhere down around like one or two bends is the monument line. But the neat thing is the rivers don't they, they don't belong to anybody but the people of the state of Maine so watershed so you can get down through here. always blows my mind out west where people can't even paddle down a river or stream. And now people can take water from that river and stream and there's nothing left by the time they get down there. This is going to be fun if we come around the corner and there's no river. (laughs) This is climate change people. When do these rivers dry up? Oh, I wonder how deep it gets here. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're about to find out.
0: It's really nice. I'm putting him... <laughs> Ooh. Oh my gosh, it just got deeper. Are
1: <laughs> you not in? No,
0: I'm not <laughs> in. You're pounding away. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not in, but I was doing it on purpose. Here's a big old silver maple laying in the water. Oops. Okay, maybe I was wrong. Nope, it's getting to again. Some days you'll, walk by, you'll go by these places in the sun's out and you'll see all these turtles lined up on there. It's so cool. Oh, uh-huh, cool. On the east branch in here. I mean, I think that wood would be beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. You can see the ice has been going over the, this. This has been here a while. That's another neat thing. I love, I think that's been one of the parts I've never truly appreciated is being in this job. I mean, at the eddy you met a lot of people But at this job, you meet so many more people, all kind of doing little projects like, you know, like what we were working on and being a part of and things like that. But they all have their own projects and stuff. Did you start out as a whitewater guy? No, I was, um, I did whitewater canoeing. I did the Allagash a couple times when I was a kid through Camp Suite, the Girl Scout camp, Uh and then guided a little bit that way. And then... Did some on my own or with Mark when we started dating. Mark and I've been together since we were sixteen years old. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, we got married when we were twenty-two. Oh shoot! <laughs> oh no, that was so funny. You can, you don't have to edit that one out.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> that was very grateful. I've learned to let myself fall, not fight it. That's, yeah. Okay, I'm good. I was really trying. The boat, the canoe was moving. I was talking no it was not a good combination oh but i'm nice and cooled off now <laughs> that was good it was, oh so i did whitewater canoeing beforehand uh-huh. and then we ski patrolled one winter with sandy and her then husband john and uh-huh. they started talking about whitewater and stuff and it, i think they were going into their second year maybe
1: uh-huh.
0: in greenville and we were living in greenville yeah. and um we were ski patrol up there and And somehow they convinced us to do guide training. And it was so much, we just loved the people we did guide training with. Some of them went on to do work for Northern Outdoors and other places, but we all stayed fine. It was a wonderful river community that we started then and we never looked back. I mean, when you live at Big Eddy you have this river community. And when Chewankee came in, it got even better because it's just like a local community when you get the young people in. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh my gosh, we all still miss each other so much. So we have this group, we would just like, things like play Yahtzee at night or make pizzas in this pizza oven, this wonderful man made for us there and things like that and we, we've attended weddings and funerals and things like that since then, at all river community. And my son grew up there, totally, with this river community and it became part of his life and he became an engineer, but it's funny because for the last five, five years now, four years now, He's worked for a whitewater. They build whitewater parks. Oh wow! Yeah, so he builds kayaking venues and stuff like that. So huh. he switched jobs, kind of gave up the the big big job and went with a smaller job, and just you know really enjoys himself. Travels all over the world now wow. doing things like that. So it's been great for him. But I think the West Branch was like just a an amazing time in our life, and we still miss it very very much every day. We have we're very lucky to be there but as far as like kind of what you do with your life and stuff like that I think we're and Mark may disagree with me you should ask him tonight but I think doing this project with Lucas has been a pretty amazing thing that once in a lifetime opportunity for a lot of people to be part of a a tiny little part of something like that you know
1: I, I feel like it's now part of the narrative of Maine Conservation you know where you had Acadia National Park with the Rockefellers you had Baxter State Park right. with with Percival Baxter. Yep. And now the National Monument with, with Roxanne. You know the Quimby the Yep. Roxanne and Lucas. And Hannah. And Hannah, of course. So when you became involved, Susan, um, it was Lucas who was kind of
0: Oh yeah, he on was point. he was
1: total grassroots,
0: uh, Volkswagen van kinda. I guess he had finally graduated out of the Volkswagen van and just gotten Yamaya to move here and all that kind of thing when we came along. Uh-huh. Yeah, he had been doing it all on his own and he'd already made a lot of friends yeah. in the area. I mean, he truly can. You can be a friend and, and maybe looked at as an enemy or something or your project looked at as an enemy and you can still be a friend up here yeah. for sure. But um, yeah, he did and they're lifelong friends he's made up here. Now what though? Look at this. like uh, The
1: river truly ends here. The
0: scary thing is, this is not July yet.
1: Yeah. Now there's more water here than it's getting narrower.
0: I hope so. I don't know. I'm still hitting bottom every once in a while when I paddle. We're not too much further. But this really shows the floodplain more, and all yeah, these maple oh, this trees is through here. It so really cool. is. We're probably there. Haven't been a lot of people paddling this chunk because of how low the water is. Yeah. Do a lot of people paddle this in this planet? Um, we used to take a lot of people and send a lot of people this way. They uh-huh. liked it um, because it's a short day paddle down to Lunkasu. Uh-huh. And for us, for taking people and getting them out into the monument, it was really nice. We The monument doesn't have a way to put on other than, like, a, there's a campsite, but it's not on monument land. Yeah. A forest campsite that you can put in up at the elbow.
1: Yeah.
0: But, yeah, it's like... Um, This was just always simpler and easier and quicker and really good for beginners to put them on. I mean, not that you couldn't do the east branch too really easily. That section. At least one of those little sandpipers on that rock in front of us.
1: So when people come here for the first time, like you bring them down, you know, they experience the monument or maybe it was the land before it was the monument. What do you think people were taking away from it? What did they experience?
0: Um, I, we always tried to show. One of the problems of doing taking people out on the monument was everybody showed up here with 24 hours, yeah, at the most, yeah. or a couple hours, and it's like they're sort of
1: VIP it, types and they only have time.
0: Yeah, and it's so far in there and everything that you know, it's like really you can't do it justice. That's it's not fair yeah. almost. So you try to show them like whatever you can give them the biggest yeah. wow. It's like why we did what we did on the loop road. We asked for some money in our budget originally to open up a few spots for um, viewpoints. Yeah. And we had this awesome crew from Millinocket, the rough cutters that came in and did it. Those guys worked so hard and the bugs and everything. And they basically just laid down a bunch of brush and stuff. Yeah. But it made it so you would drive around a corner or something and go, whoa, you know, look at this view and stuff like that. So we would do something like that or we'd do a quick river trip like this anything to get them so that they were out of their whatever mind frame mindset they were in beforehand you know wherever they came from so they felt that little piece of being up here and being in the middle of nowhere and it's quiet fish did you see that that was big yeah was that a trout i don't know i wouldn't be able to say i don't think it's a bass damn i almost brought a fishing rod <laughs> that would have really completed this. Yeah. this he expedition? was his way up there now. He was, yes. he was big. Wow, he was big. like, Brian a good foot or more, nice. and thick. Nice. I don't know. It's awful warm for trout right now. Yeah. You think they'd be he was moving hard? up the river, somewhere in the shade. His tail looked like a trout. Huh. I, I barely saw him, but I did see how big he was. Whoa! See the little gravel behind the rocks and stuff. That's where they lay their eggs. I got to take, so I've met all these expert people too. So I was fortunate in taking all the people, some of them, yes, became incredible supporters and others were already supporters, but they were scientists or specialists in their field, like geologists and things like that. And I got to take some of these people, like fisheries biologists, retired fisheries biologists down the river, Paul Johnson, he's awesome. He's part of the IAT as well in the Maine Woods Forever Initiative. And he is just so cool. Telling you all about he knows anything and everything there is to know about landlock and Atlantic salmon. Yep.
1: Oh, Paul's great.
0: Oh, it was just awesome to have be that. And he and Bart DeWolf, do you yep. know Bart? Yep. Bart and I paddled like the Lower East Branch one day. We were looking for campsite areas on uh, Mr. Butler's land there for people because we need another campsite further down. There's just not enough camping between um Whetstone and all the way down to Uh, grindstone or beyond. What do you see? I'd say go right. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. This is a little tricky spot. So the only water goes to the right, but we just have to get by that big rock and stuff down there. We're almost at the end. We're almost at the, not the end, the end of this river. We're going to come out into the east. Yeah, so
1: what do you think people take away from, even if it's 24 hours?
0: 24 hours? I think it's always bigger and better than they thought. Yeah um well in the beginning remember how people would say oh it's just a bunch of cut over land and there are people and mark and i have learned this over the years that don't understand logging Uh and they um come upon a place that was newly freshly logged and they would be like they've raped the land and all this kind of thing and it's like no you're gonna come back here in two years and you'll never know you know you'll have a hard time finding this exact spot and things like that so it 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 can be logged poorly or it can be logged well but it can definitely be logged all this land was and people seeing that growing up seeing those views we put in um, I think they left pretty much everybody with a good feeling about it all a better feeling that it was worth it and they realized that we weren't taking there's that sound again we weren't taking anything away do you know what I mean there was nothing that was going to be removed from the landscape as far as the logging and things like that. I mean, yep. we log. Asheville yep. logs. Yep. That's how we pay for bridges and road repairs and yep. things like that. We do it hopefully in a in a sustainable way. But it, we know, we understand very clearly, it's part of life. Will, I think you know. were right. We should have gone to the left. This is how Mark and I can work together. I can admit I'm wrong. We don't do that often. I think what we try to give people, I try to anyway, personally, I can't say what everybody does when they leave here, but you try to make people, you got a pile of rocks right in front of you, yeah, you try to make people understand what they, that they, even them, just one person can do to make a difference and be a part of it all. And if you make them feel like they're part of it all, it makes all the difference in the world
1: of like making this whole thing happen?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. making this happen or protecting something or doing something good. Understanding systems up here like watershed and wildlife and things like that. I mean, I have just enough knowledge to be able to pass on to people to help them with that mm-hmm. without being technical or anything, because I think you can be out there with a scientist and I can learn so much from them, but then I need to interpret like in English. I did, had no idea we were going to walk this way. <laughs> I don't mind. I have never, now I can say I've done this at an all time low. And 138 is not the level to run (laughs) Sabalissa in a a canoe with three people. Maybe a solo canoe. We may definitely have to have a snack at the gravel bar when we get down to the end. We'll celebrate the confluence. (laughs) This is what I like. People that go outdoors, and it doesn't matter what happens. You're just out here.
1: below us. But, yeah. but it's like a negative feedback loop because the less rain you get, the shallower it gets and the quicker it warms up. Yeah. So it just reinforces yeah Yep. Growth.
0: Exactly. Just wonder how many systems are affected, th- like you just look at your garden and like all the radishes bolted before they could really, most of them before they could grow and things like that. It's like, and then you look out here and think about well, how much it's affecting everything out here. He's having a hard time thinking of questions while he's busy trying yeah. to navigate this shallow yeah. river.
1: <laughs> it's kind of good. Well, what I was going to say, it seems like, you know, the there's just not, uh, I was going to say not a lot of public land, but there's Baxter. Um, but this type of public land, a national monument, you know, a national park, there's Acadia, which is such a different thing.
0: Right. Well, Acadia is a very small piece of land for public land, actually in the state of Maine. What is it? Federal lands in Maine? It's the smallest.
1: Yeah, it's like less than five percent.
0: Yeah, I mean, even with the wildlife refuges and stuff like that.
1: Or some states have like. Oh yeah, my
0: son lives in Colorado in Estes Park. I mean, and but he wants out of Colorado. He said there's too many people. (laughs) But that we love that fact. You know, we get out there and we can go camping. We've been in New Mexico. Arizona, um, Colorado, all around through there, and California, and and, like these public lands you can just pull up on, and as long as you dry camp and leave no trace. We had like this van, and we could drive up, park anywhere, sleep for the night, see the stars, go somewhere else the next day. National park units are totally different, and I guess here they're going to start asking for reservations for the sites and stuff, which I find is sad because there's some of us still like Mark and I are really we like last minute Ooh, let's go do this kind of thing and it's hard to plan like our favorite campground in the state of Maine State Park we haven't been able to get a site in in forever that's on the water or anything yeah. it's like been taken over yeah we're gonna go way right here this, so this is pretty this is the last part And that's kind of, and it's just kind of, it's only because of COVID that we've seen it.
1: Yeah.
0: So we're all hoping, somebody, one of my friends says that there's going to be a lot of really great equipment for sale cheap soon.
1: (laughs) But wouldn't it be good if, you know, Americans sort of rediscovered the outdoors?
0: It would be awesome. And I think there'll be a percentage that will continue this. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's awesome. I think that it's, that's why we need so much more of this space. Because, like my son said, he would show up to hike this 14,000-foot peak somewhere, and there'd be a line of cars, like a hundred cars, and then the people going up was like the old gold rush where they're going up and over the mountains, one person right after the other. It was awful, and you know you don't want that either because that's not a good experience.
1: Yeah. Seems like we need to stay. Yeah,
0: we have to watch out for these trees. This is where the big tree was across the. Yeah. It gets really shallow though, right here somewhere. It's deep right here on the right. Yeah. This is like an eddy. Yeah. Oh, it's etched. Oh, see that? Look at that on the right. That's a beaver lodge. Oh, Your yeah. bank beaver's here. Isn't that cool? Anybody in there? Wait, are we doing all right? Where should we go? Take a right real hard right here? Uh,
1: well, I'm worried if we do that, we're going to get pushed up against the bank.
0: Well, that's what happens here. Yeah. But we'll be all right. OK. If we go through this and we paddle a really hard forward and then you draw, you know what a draw is? Yeah, when we as we drop in, but okay. yeah, we, we, we're not in the right position right now. We gotta turn right more. I'm caught in a tree. Oh sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. This way? Yep, yeah. now okay. paddle hard forward. Drop under your knees. Okay, now go left. Draw. Draw. There you go. Keep drawing. Keep drawing. Keep drawing. Keep drawing. He does all the work. Keep drawing. Keep drawing. Okay. Perfect. Stop. See that? Easy peasy. Got my first rodeo. <laughs>
1: you are good
0: i would not do that with anybody i didn't think was competent you did that quite well brian was that being recorded oh yeah <laughs> you really did some people you can say draw, and they have no idea what you're talking about we are we're almost oh, no, to the right. east branch all oh, all right, oh, right. Sorry. You can't do it that quick <laughs> that's all you that was all you
1: that was good no that was good you did it Yeah.
0: We're coming, it should be like all funneling up together here. We should have plenty of water from here on. Did you know that beavers are incredibly gregarious animals, this wildlife biologist told me one day, and that they will have things like um, field mice and muskrats live with them in their winter over with them in their lodges. Yeah. They all get along. Well, they're vegetarians. Yeah. I think it's cool. Oh, there goes a fish. Yep. So now you're entering the waters of the east branch. Oh, there's another tree down over there. Look at that. And this is what happens on these rivers. These big, we don't want to go near that. um, These big silver maples drop into the river.
1: Nice. Here we are. Yeah,
0: we made it. And this water's not a hell of a lot cooler deeper definitely deeper but not cooler
1: the water's moving pretty fast
0: yeah this is there's Um, a lot more water coming down through here but still not very warm um, for June this is a great spot right here for bass we just do spinning rods we're so lame when it comes to bass fishing but it's so much fun
1: you know I'm like any type of fishing is good
0: yeah well you should have brought rods because we could have easily here we would have hit some, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not that good. I just like to go and talk to the fish and be with the fish. I had all my little secret spots on the West Branch. Mm. I could go and not find people. <laughs> Ooh, there's a bass chasing something. Look at him. There's a big bass chasing a little fish. Almost went up on shore. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen that. nature. Oh, that was exciting. Let's see more fish, actually. Yeah. And that happened to me one day, I was paddle boarding down here, and they were jumping across the back of my board chasing fish. It was the craziest thing, and I watched the, them do it to the board ahead of me. <laughs> the other thing we used to do with people, we had a few different visitors come, and if we needed to go and scout out something like a campsite or where we were gonna have the guys come in and do some clearing you know a brush and stuff like that mm-hmm. we would bring other people with us and make them feel like a part of it all yeah. and they loved that they loved being here on the ground floor they loved you know pitching I- in
1: that's a great idea I don't know if I would have thought of that and That makes me you know think about yeah you know sort of including people in the process
0: oh yeah they need to feel included because then they won't forget yeah they don't forget, and they'll remember, and they'll say, this is my project, too. We had a couple friends from Connecticut that came to visit, and then they've been coming regularly now, and they're even over at Wilson Stream now helping us over there.
1: Nice.
0: And they come all the way up from Connecticut, and we'll stay a week or two and pitch right in. They dug up. They cleaned up illegal campfires. They'll pick up toilet paper, everything. They're great. Look, there's the bald eagle. See, so maybe they're on the nest. Why else would he be right here? Cool. So there's a the campsite right up
1: there. This podcast is a product of the Maine Mountain Collaborative, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. To learn more about our mission or make a donation, visit Maine